1: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 125 of So You Want To Be A Photographer. My name's Valerie Koo and I'm here with Gina Militia. How are you, Gina? I'm great, Val. How are you going? I'm good. I'm good. Are you ready for our mini-sode this week? Yes, ready to go. Let's dive in, shall we? Okay, so we do have um, a snapshot episode this week. And for if you're new to us, then in between our regular programming, we sometimes have little minisodes where we bring to you listener questions and photo critiques. And you might ask, well, how can you do a photo critique on a podcast? Well, we do include the photos in the show notes, which you can find at GinaMilitia.com. That's M-I-L-I-C-I-I. Oh Let me say that again, (laughs) ginamilitia.com. That's M-I-L-I-C-I-A. And uh, you'll find lots of other goodies over at ginamilitia.com as well for all of our listeners. Now, first up, we have a question from Brad Schultz. So hello, Brad. Hope you're well. Thanks for listening. And um, Brad has said a couple of pics from a photo shoot that he's done over the weekend and we'll put them in the show notes. These are Probably might two of my favourites. Feel free to offer any constructive criticism or some photo uh, feedback. Now these are some great shots.
2: He's done a wedding and it's of. Do you the think bride. it's a wedding? They could be a portrait. They might not be a wedding veil.
1: Might not be a wedding. Yes, it well, does look of- wedding
2: themed, but I don't think it's a wedding. Otherwise, he probably would have said.
1: From yes, a wedding that's shoot, po- that's possible. So it's a beautiful woman <laughs> with long, long, dark hair in a white-ish or light coloured spaghetti strap dress. Uh, but she's got a garland of flowers in her hair, and uh, he's taken these shots in kind of like a forest or some woods or something like that. It seems to be kind of you know nature in the background. And um, the what he's done is the woman is not actually looking at the camera. She She's looking very pensively and beautifully, um, you know, just at the ground or or um, just away from the camera. But I think that that's a really nice effect, don't you think, Tina? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Uh, so – I, I love the way that Brad has uh, captured these images on a very shallow depth of field and with the first portrait that he's done, he's moved right up close and cropped uh, sort of uh, mid-chest on the woman so he's very close and so the background gets thrown right out of focus and the, the, you, you, you kind of have to uh, put – puzzle the uh, background together and work out okay I can see green I can see brown I I think that's a forest and I love uh, I love that it's so intriguing that's what I love about that 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 very close portrait and then he's got a slightly uh, longer view where he's cropped uh, at the waist and uh, you can tell that it is a forest but it's still uh, because it's so thrown out of focus it still has that that level of intrigue and the fact that the background is so out of focus, there is no question about the fact that the woman in the shot is the hero of this shot so that's mm. I, I love that so i think you've done a beautiful job here brad the skin tones are lovely the exposure is beautiful i love that you've composed both these images where you've set your model uh slightly off center so you've used your rule of thirds beautifully and uh every, everything works really well to take these shots to the next level I just want to point out a couple of things firstly in the very tight shot um, uh, just uh, one thing and it's because I've spent so much time working with uh, high-end makeup artists the first thing I pick up on is the the lashes uh, don't quite finish uh, at the end when the like when she's gazing down so they're kind of choppy and that that bothers me my eye goes straight there. So I would like either continue the lashes in post-production or be aware of those tiny little details because um, that to me detracts from from the shot. Also, um, if you're going to be photographing someone with those very thin spaghetti strap, um, those – spaghetti straps just mm. uh move the camera out a little more so you can see more of the top of the dress uh i just think visually it looks uh, a little more pleasing um and the uh second shot where you've got the woman uh leaning on the tree and looking into the frame you've worked with your rule of thirds uh, beautifully but i i think the uh the frame should have gone the other way so that the the, the eye of the model leads us into the frame. And so rather than having hmm. extra space behind the model, I would have always had the extra space where the model's gaze, follow the model's gaze, and that's how you crop the shot. Uh, I just think visually uh, it, it works a lot better. And then if you wanted to, you could have text in those areas uh, or uh, it, it, I think it just uh, looks a lot uh, more pleasing. And then I probably would have loved to have seen a little more detail and separation on the hair uh, of the model from the background Um, but Beautiful images, Brad, and I'm just being uh, super, super picky and critical there. And uh, but I, I love your work. Well done.
1: Yeah, beautiful. And I think also because it's such a ethereal sort of setting, you know, a forest, and she's wearing kind of ethereal-looking clothes and garlands and her hair. I think it really suits the the shots that she's. Um, her her expression is sort of ethereal as well, and she's not like yeah. you know looking straight at the camera and smiling or something. Which which would have been a little bit jarring.
2: Yeah, um, he's ca- captured the mood beautifully with the, the, the tone uh, yeah. works. Yeah, well done. Great
1: stuff, Brad. Okay, let's move on to Matt. Now, Matt has asked in the Facebook group, and, of course, if you're not in the Facebook group, check it out. It's free to join. Just search for So You Want to Be a Photographer podcast community on Facebook, and that's where all of our listeners hang out and we can all chat to each other. But Matt has asked... If anyone cares to give me some comments and critique on this set, this would be great. Thank there. These are from a session I did for a local comic. These are slightly edited with an import preset with the exception of the cover photo. I asked the client to favourite the shots where he liked the expressions on his face and I would edit from there. Um, And there are 69 photos in the link, but we've put some of the photos in the show notes. Um, And Matt has also said, Gina, if you can also comment on what I should have done when I realised I not only forgot my extension cords to line the lights up like i planned but also this space i was shooting in was very small and i really didn't have room to pull him away from the background enough for my initial intent that's a really good question actually hmm. matt because sometimes we're faced with situations where things just don't go quite to plan or the location that we're shooting in isn't really going to give us the shot we had in our mind so we'll put the as, as i said we'll put the images in the show notes it's of a guy who's you know um matt has said a local comic and he's wearing a pink shirt and a tie and a dark vest um like like a vest from a suit and a cap and the guy has glasses and his variety of poses against a sort of fairly blank uh background which i think is is probably a white background or a light colored background and um yeah uh, you can have a look at the images in the show notes but what are your comments gina
2: well, I love that uh, he seems to have worked the artist uh, really well. So uh, there's so much variety in the expression. So obviously, uh, Matt has gone to the trouble of speaking to the to the to the comedian constantly, getting him to move around, change expression. So you you're sort of getting a flow uh, in the images. Um, in terms of and and the connection is really good you can see that they were both having a good time there so the, and that's great. Um, the, the, it's unfortunate when you get to the location and you realize that oh my god I don't it's a lot smaller than they you know the person told me it was or like and oh no, I know I've forgotten my <laughs> extension lead. Um, so I'm just wondering if that was the reason why you couldn't get your light as close. To the model because I uh, there's a there's a hard shadow behind the uh, model in all of the shots and um, I'm just wondering Matt if there was any way that where you were you could have um, ha- had your model move closer to the light so rather than having the light further away to make it a smaller light source I'd have the light as close to the model in as possible and in most of my shoots now my light is actually in frame in all my shots it's that close to the model and i'm just like allowing a couple of millimeters above the head to uh remove that easily in in post-production but that's how close i like to have my lighting now and then when Mm. i've got my shot I will ask, I will move the light out of the shot and I will do uh, an empty plate without the light so that I've got that section to Photoshop back in. So um, why do you,
1: Gina, why do you
2: like shooting with your light so close to the subject these days? Because uh, it it's uh, it, it gives me a, a softer light source and uh, it gives me the kind of wrap and look to the light that, that I that I really love. So if I'm working with the light above my uh, model's head, which is uh, how how I like to shoot my headshots, then mm-hmm. um, it allows me to uh, angle my light and shoot in a way that's like aims the light exactly where i want it so rather than backing it off um so so that's how i like to shoot um so that's uh probably the one thing i pick up here because i just see that there is uh, a lot a lot of light hitting uh your um model's eyes and then interestingly enough i'd like to know matt the final image uh that you've posted looks like it's not lit uh it's very soft light. Is it daylight? Because that's my favourite, and that's my favourite angle on the uh, comedian as well. And that you've shot some slightly lower down, and it looks really confident. And I think the final image is uh, just beautiful. So sometimes we turn up and try and um, over manufacture a shot, or try and try and over complicate things when you know the easiest way would have been just to use what was there and just really simplify it and just focus on getting that warm, beautiful, uh, expression. So I think maybe, uh, what, whatever you did in that final image and I'm just guessing you didn't light it. That's what I would have done for all of them, but I Mm. I think well done it, but it's, it's not easy, but guess what, Matt, the more of these you do, the more comfortable you're going to get. And, uh, uh, they're just going to get better and better and better from here on in. But, uh, Great job. Definitely. I love the final shot as well. Yeah, that's my favourite. It. It's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful
1: really tires, good, yeah.
0: Beautiful
2: feel to it.
1: All right. So uh, regular listeners will know that we recently did an episode on film. Yes, remember film, that old-fashioned thing that you actually used to have to load up into your camera and thread on the spools and wind it <laughs> on and take out at the end and rewind and take to the develop. To the developers or the lab? Well, (laughs) we put out a challenge for people to be using film, and Chris Somos took up that challenge. And what he did was he's, uh, we've, and we've got a link, um, not a link, we've uh, posted the image in the show notes at GinaMilitia.com and he has shot this um, great black and white portrait of a guy and he, sat, and he said shot on expired Kodak yeah. Tri-X 400 120 film with uh, Mamiya. Mamiya uh, Mamiya uh, RB67. RB. Yeah. Yeah, I got RBG. <laughs> pro s (laughs) now i have had so much fun shooting film lately i have barely touched my digital cameras everyone Mm -hmm. should give this challenge a go and i just love this shot it's of a guy in a sort of like with a dark background and he's just got a dark ish it's probably like blue or something t-shirt on and um this guy's just looking directly at the camera
2: and It's black and white, and it's stunning, absolutely stunning. It's just gorgeous. And, Chris, I have to say that when this came up in my Facebook feed, it jumped off the screen, and I'm like, oh, my God, it looks so good in Facebook. I can't imagine how good it would look like uh, in in real life. So it's like there's just – it really has a different film has such a different quality to it. It was just like there's something about it, and the richness of the black and white, and just the the texture that it's picked up. And Chris, you've lit this just beautifully. It's it's mm. it's perfection. And uh, what he's done is he's uh, he's added some um, some info there. So he had a softbox camera left parallel with the subject so he's he's, he's using um sort of a, a feathering technique with the lighting which is really beautiful soft lighting uh and no reflector and no background light so um there is uh a, a, a small amount of separation between the hair and the background from the, from the light that's actually hitting the subject. And then it, it you can still see some detail, but then the the light in the eyes, the perfect Rembrandt. It's just like, I'm, I love this so much. There's like, when I was looking at it, I'm like, right, that's where's my, where's my Mamiya. I've got an RZ67. I've got some Tri-X. Uh, I want to, mm. I want to, I want to have a go as well. Cause it's uh yeah. So he scanned the, and he had some issues with the scans um, and and was saying that shooting for scanning seems like it needs a denser negative as the shadow seems to be uh, very challenging for the scanner. So... Um, it's something to to bear in mind, and I think probably the fact that you were shooting uh, it, with expired Tri-X, I imagine it was probably not a true 400. It was probably more like a 200 because it was old, and I think uh, it does get a bit flatter. As it, it gets older, it loses its punch, but um, sensational. Just uh, beautiful, beautiful work. Thank you, Chris, for sharing. <laughs>
1: brilliant and make sure that you join the facebook group and uh, upload your photos as well so we can see where you're going in your photographic journey so that brings us to the end of our snapshot for this week and we will go back to regular programming in our next episode so until then where do we find you online gina
2: you can find me at Gina Militia.com. That's G-I-N-A-M-I-L-I-C-I-A. I'm at Gina Militia on Twitter and at Gina Militia on Instagram.
1: And of course you can find the show notes at GinaMilitia.com where you should also sign up to Gina's awesome newsletter because uh, when you do, then every so often Gina gives away for free some awesome light r- 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 I'm not speaking well today, am I Gina? Did you bring
2: you need? <laughs> yeah, what's what's wrong with him out I have no. Idea what's it's like on. falling over. You sound like me. It's like I'm the one who it's usually... ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> But
1: uh, Gina gives away some awesome Lightroom presets, and these are Lightroom presets that Gina uses on, um, you know, covers of magazines, on billboards, on posters, on um, her commercial work uh, as well as her artistic work as well. So make sure you sign up then. Uh, until we chat again, thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk to you again
2: next time.